Conway the Machine on here, but today we got Conway Twitty out here, yeah, I mean? <laughs> Episode 74 of the Motherfucking K Podcast. Welcome back, Pod Squad, man. Missed you guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Back in the fucking building. Uh, we got any updates? Actually just got back. From a nice long weekend, long Memorial Day weekend in Miami. I feel like I'm still kind of recovering. Um, not like I'm fucking hungover, getting fucked up or anything. Just exhausted, you know what I mean? When you're running around like that, doing a whole bunch of shit, trying to cram everything into a limited amount of time. Not to mention, you know, three and a half hours driving each way. But it was a dope-ass trip, you know what I'm saying? We went down on Saturday. Me, my lady, and Rook went down there on Saturday. I had a show at the Roots Kava Hut in Miami. Shout-out to Vaughn. Shout-out to Syndicate Group for having your boy, you know what I mean? But we went down on Saturday. Kind of just kicked it, you know. We got an Airbnb down there. So we got down there probably, I don't know, 6 o'clock maybe. Show started around 8, so we just kicked it for a little bit, headed to the show. It's a cool venue. Um, I've never tried kava, but it's a kava hut. To my understanding, kava is just like another herbal drink, just like tea or, you know, any of this other stuff that you see. 
Kratom, all that shit. But um, it was in this Kava hut, and in the back area, they had kind of a chill vendor area with food trucks and people selling, like, jewelry and shit like that. So it was a good little vibe, man, you know what I mean? Uh, shout out to K-Podcast alumni, Kev Speaks Truth, alley and me with that shit, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, man, it was a good time. Did the show. feel like I did pretty well, you know what I mean? There weren't too many people there in the audience, so that always causes a little bit of a complication you know there's not as much energy to work with um but it was still a good show either way you know what i'm saying shouts to everyone who came out and um yeah after that we kind of just went back to the house we actually got some some chicken and waffles from the food truck lady who i was talking shit with for a while because she was from jacksonville you know what i mean she saw my fucking area code and was like oh duval <laughs> But yeah, man, got some food, went back to the house, passed out. And then the next day, we went to a candle making class in the Wynwood area. Um, she saw that and it was something that she wanted to do. So, you know, I'm definitely not opposed to it. So we went and did that. And it was actually really fucking cool, man. I would never, without going to that class, I would have never thought, like, how exactly do they make these candles? I'm thinking they just pour this scented wax in there. Boom, you're fucking done. But, like, you got to set the wick. You got to mix the fragrance into the wax. It's kind of this whole, you know, this whole process. So we did that. That was a good time. And then after that, we got tickets to the Frost Museum, which is a museum slash aquarium in Miami. We went to check that out, and honestly, that was fucking awesome. Just being, um, you know, an environmentally science-brained person, seeing that kind of shit. Um, I've, I hadn't been to a science museum in a long, long time. It, it's been a lot of art museums lately, which definitely not opposed to. You know what I mean? But it's definitely cool to see some animals, some plant life. Especially, I haven't been to an aquarium, I feel like, since I was a kid. We saw fucking hammerhead sharks and shit, you know what I mean? She loves turtles. They had sea turtles, bro. They they had everything. And it was just a, it was a beautiful day outside. It was just her and I kind of just, you know, doing our thing. Probably, I told her, by far, I think, one of the best dates that we've ever had. So that was super fun. And we were out there all day. Um, like I said, it was it was a nice day, but it was pretty hot. After the museum, we kind of walked around Wynwood for a little while, got some food. I was slapping up stickers everywhere. Pretty much perfect timing. By the time we grabbed our food and we were about ready to go home, it started fucking torrential downpouring. So we sprinted to the car, took it back to the Airbnb, and we were just so exhausted. We kind of just chilled for the rest of the night, watched movies and stuff, just hung out with Rook. And then naturally checked out Sunday morning, took it back to Orlando, and here we are, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yes, overall, it was a great fucking weekend, great show. Uh, again, shouts to everybody who came out, Shane, Gia, and their homie. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a good time, man. You got to appreciate. You got to appreciate. You know what I mean? I appreciate your life, man. Count your blessings, man. You know? That's all I got to say about that, man. But without further ado, we'll get into the show, eh? Is it? Uh, I also just got my fucking medical card. I think I've 
I know I've talked about cannabis on here, obviously, but I don't remember if we've talked about uh, it being medicinally permissible in Florida, you know, but I ended up last week, I think it was, I ended up just saying, fuck it. You know, my biggest hesitation was that I'm going to go ahead and get this card and then literally like a year, two years from now or something like that, they're going to make it recreational. So you're kind of just throwing this money down the drain. But at the end of the day, man, you know, basically just said, fuck it, went and got my shit. So the way it works is you got to go see one of these doctors and you pay them, what was it, like $199, you know, for the doctor consultation. So you pay them for that. I'm pretty sure you get approved for the license almost no matter what. You know what I mean? I've never heard of anyone not getting it. I feel like it's just a money grab, but hey, is what it is. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, you pay them for that. You talk to the doctor for a little bit. Then he sends you into the receptionist or his assistant, whatever. And essentially you pay the state a $75 fee to have the license but as soon as you do that, you're you're good to go. They actually had a dispensary right next door. So I popped right over there, got 50% off right off rip just for being a new patient. I mean, I still don't even have the card yet. It's supposed to come in the mail in a few weeks. But now that I'm in the system and I'm registered, more or less, licensed, you know what I mean, to get the medicine, they give it to you, boy. You know what I'm saying? So you're motherfucking certified out here, man. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Cops get the fuck out of here. We just smoking doinks, man. We ain't smoking fucking crack, fucking meth. Psychos. Oh, sp- speaking of that, man, where the fuck was I? Oh, man. I definitely didn't even have this written down to write about, but I just remembered. I was, uh, I was in like a semi rural area. I had to go up to Ocala for a site visit, and it was on the way back. I was getting gas at the gas station. I'm waiting in line because I got to get the receipt. The freaking thing won't print the receipt or whatever. But I'm behind this dude in line, and I don't know what the fuck he was buying. He was buying some little snack or whatever, and you could tell the the cashier was just being friendly. Like, oh, yeah, I love these. You know what I mean? Just trying to make conversation with the guy. And he literally goes, Oh man, I love these things. It's like the first time I hit meth. I was, yo, she looked at me over his fucking shoulder. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he saw that per se, but I definitely heard him say that shit. I was just like, yo, where the fuck am I right now? <laughs> but yeah, nah, we smoking cannabis, bro. We ain't smoking that crazy shit. But yeah, I don't know. It was ridiculously easy to get it. Uh, which I'm not mad at. Like I said, I'm almost positive it's just a money grab at this point. They just want to milk everyone for the taxes, the fees and shit, you know what I mean? But it just is pretty dope. Like literally today, just as anyone might run up to the liquor store, to CVS to get a prescription, whatever the fuck. After work today, I literally just hopped on my bike, rode downtown. I found out there's a dispensary downtown called Move, M-U-V. Fucking rode my bike up there, you know what I mean? Got what I got, got some flour. And I actually got some flour and I got some, uh, they got them chocolates too. It's like dark chocolate with strawberry. They got dark chocolate with caramel. You know what I mean? They got everything. The little pens, some people like the vape pens and stuff. 
They got creams, bro. The stores are very sophisticated. Or they're... Maybe they themselves are not sophisticated, but it's not like a stereotypical weed shop that you might see in a movie or some shit. You know what I mean? Like you go in and it's almost like an Apple store. It's very clean. You got to go in, check in with the receptionist. And then they let you into the back area after a couple minutes when there's a slot open and you go back, talk to the, what they call bud tenders, you know, and basically just do a mini little consultation to see what you're looking for. But like I said, they have everything from buds, the wax, crumble stuff, um, they got the vapes, edibles, lotions. I ended up getting some lotion like for my back and joints and stuff, which is pretty nice. They got a bunch of shit, man. So it's definitely uh I don't know, it's it's pretty dope. I'd been to re- I've been to I think two recreational spots, one in Denver and then one actually in New York. Uh, within the past couple of years because they just turned it over there. But I had never been to, in Florida, it's not recreational yet, so this is still considered a medical marijuana dispensary technically. Um, you need the prescription to go in there. It's a step into the back and obviously to purchase the items. But, yeah, it's, you know, something to look into, man. Like I said, I wasn't a fan of paying the tax, but if that'll save me from getting arrested or, you know. I also do like... Not only does it save you from headaches like that, but I also do like that you know exactly what you're getting. You know the exact strain that you're getting. They show you even like THC and CBD percentage of that uh, of that flower that you're smoking. It's, yeah, man, I don't know. It's pretty dope. No pun intended, man. Fuck out it. I'm saying. But besides that, I don't think we really have too many updates with my personal shit. Um, also my, yeah, well, one more thing, my fucking truck got towed from my spot, and normally that's whatever, but it's literally, check this out, right, I live in a spot where we have a parking garage for the residents, and then we have guest parking, and my sister was in town, so she had a nice rental car, she's like, hey, can I park in the garage, so, you know, my shit doesn't get fucked up, or whatever, I'm like, all right, cool, and she parks in the garage. I park in guest parking with the guest pass completely visible, like extremely visible on the dash. I left it there. I didn't hang it. Just left it right there so everyone could see. But I backed into this parking spot as I do everywhere. Just I, I'm that person, I guess, who prefers to back in. But lo and behold, it's against my fucking complex's rules to back in in guest parking. So they towed my shit. I literally thought my truck was stolen in the morning because I knew for a fact that I left that shit super visible. And you know what I mean? Like, I figured there was no way on this logical earth that my shit would have been towed by my own complex. So I was convinced it was stolen for like an hour. And then I. Um, called the tow place finally, and sure enough, yeah, they told him, the dude even told, the guy told me from the tow spot over the phone, he's like, oh yeah, no, we, we saw the guest pass, you know, it's just against, against the rules there to back in, I'm just like, these motherfuckers, man, I've been living in this bitch for six years, owner in this bitch, you know what I'm saying, but apparently they didn't give a fuck, <laughs> once again, just a money grab, pay like 130 bucks or whatever just to get your shit out, and yeah, it was a whole fucking thing, man. So you know what I'm saying? Fuck out it. 
But that being said, man, the fucking king is back. King Kendrick is back in full effect. We got the new music as always, but Kendrick Lamar dropped his new out, al- new double album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I mean, I listened, I've only listened to it once all the way through. I did listen to every single song and I, I enjoyed it. I do want to go back and kind of like revisit a lot of this shit, but I'm going to go ahead and play one of the hits off of this joint. This song is called Rich Spirit. You eat? Taking my baby to school, then I pray for Cause you bitches, they never been cool Writing testament, painting pictures Put me in the Louvre, that's a definite Universal shift, I'm in the groove A celebrity do not mean integrity, you fool I'm a good man, shake your hand Firm grip, ooh, 72 wins, lost 10 Balling with the flu, more than two M's For sure, but add another two Lil' man man, the big man, the GT down flipping the kitchen. Bitch nigga, go phone. Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song. Hey, bitch, I'm attractive. Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting. Bitch, I'm attractive. Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting. The morality can wait, feedback on low latency. I'm good, you're full of face. That's my thoughts grow sacredly. I'm running out of space. Ask when is she okay? Never mind a honey cake. Why you lying on Benjamin? He turning in his grave. I be lying if I said I wouldn't get a shit away. The aloof Buddha. I'm Christ with a shooter. Praise to Muhammad. I might make a loser. AP, Michael Friedman. My friend's cooler. Primary, so the resale face stupid. I would never live my life on a computer. IG, get you life for a chickabooya. More power to ya. Love him from a distance Why you always in the mirror more than the bitches And my cousin tried to sue me like he got the privilege But I didn't lose sleep cause I got the spirit Hey, bitch nigga, broke phone Trying to keep the balance, I'm staying strong Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Stop playing with me before I turn you to a song Hey, bitch, I'm attractive Can't fuck with you no more, I'm fasting Okay, but yeah, man, Kendrick you know what I'm saying? This album is definitely different. Uh, it's a little more... I can't even say more personal because Good Kid, Mad City, a lot of his shit is very personal. But listen to the album, man. And then hit the real K podcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. All right, man? She, she, she. But the quadruple, triple octagonal, I don't even know, the motherfucking super OG, Method Man, dropped a new album as well, this is Meth Lab Season 3, The Rehab, um, but yeah, if you don't know Method Man, you're crazy, <laughs> one of the original members of the Wu-Tang, you know what I mean, but this is his new album, this is 2022 Meth. Also in his acting bag, but shit, he's still getting the bars out here. I'm going to go ahead and play Live from the Meth Lab featuring Redman, KRS-One, and Jojo Pellegrino. You Matter of fact, scratch that, we the one, yeah. one, 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 one,
rappers couldn't afford. I'll never make a promise your mama couldn't afford. See, I'm a big deal. I mean, I'm kind of a boss. You can find right on that line you was trying to cross. The kid cooking, got rappers shooken, of course. How he gets so good at cooking, they never took him a course. Central booking before I took him to court. Man, one, make sure he done for I put in the four bomb. Y'all don't get it, don't see I'm getting the drop. Now anybody getting it, go from get it to God. I get it started, you'll never get it to stop. Like the men's side jokes, you can either get it or not. I get it hot, but y'all forgetting the code. Right now, I'm passwords, y'all forgetting the code. And so another rapper waiting the road down that highway to heaven and Jesus paying the toll. Oh, one shot where's chest at? Ones. One is the meth flap. I was told in my phone ring, they said Method Man need a verse. For my G's, I put Dapper Dan on his shirt. Fiends be fighting like hockey fans on the first. Padico flow, Saran rap for the work. Check credential, pin game kitsu. My girl named Nine Nina, she on a minstrel. These young niggas, old niggas, they don't wanna be. They say they in the street, but they blocked on the green. I'm number one, no cap, big bats. Hey DJ, this blue magic on your slip mats. I got hitters, maybe one out of Staten Island. Walk in my shoes, like trying to do the great challenge. Get on KRS one and BMF. Roll on the set with the status, like BMF. Without money, you can't control your honey. If you a jack boy, better run from me. I got it. I was a product of my environment, not a product I put out. Build stacks for my retirement. I talk dirty like the South, where my mother from. I ain't number three or number two, nigga. I'm number one. Shot hey. with his chest at the meth lab. Now, Mame, OG still doing it. And then, yeah, the super, 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 super duper OG KRS One coming in next. I'm gonna let y'all, I'm gonna let y'all check that out yourself, man. But make sure you do. All right. Next, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Me, hermano, Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny just dropped a new album, Un Verano Sin Ti. It's uh, he was paying a little more homage to traditional Spanish music. Uh, I definitely was fucking with this one. Right when you think like the trap beat's gonna come in, it definitely drops to some, you know, what I'm saying traditional shit. So go ahead and show some love. Después de la playa by Bad Bunny. Tú dices que no me atrevo Si supieras que yo ando a fuego Dime que tú juegas y yo lo juego No lo dejemos pa' luego, no Que la lucha se fue Después de la playa, si no se camó, yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo nos vamos. Pero en mi cama te voy a dar tabla de selfie, yeah. Dime pa' dónde vamos. Después de la playa, si no se camó, yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo nos vamos. Pero en mi cama te voy a dar tabla de selfie, bebé. Dime, vamos para el mambo, no vamos para el mambo. Tú me dices, mami, zumba. Yeah. 
Hoy sí que sí. de la playa si no se camó yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo nos movamos pero en mi cama te voy a hacer tabla de selfie al bebé Also, just staying on uh, reggaeton, Latin trap, or that as they have it listed here, Urbano Latino. Um, there's a new crossover remix record with John Z, Jadakiss, Boy Wonder CF, featuring Shooter Lido. Song is called Pa Que Sude. I mean, go ahead and get on some shit, right? de capota que cierren la disco porque dejaste la pista rota ey mayday mayday senda nota la baby todo lo que ya me vio rompiendo y se trepó en el wey gente todo el mundo quita mal bouncer grita en la soltera dijo el announcer aquí la movie r nunca pille y se moja un profillo y termino pasándole el esquillo sure 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 no vamos a bajarle mientras la bebida dure sure 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 y ahora te traigo el reggaeton pa que sude I prepare for that, and I care for that, but I'm just doing my dance cause I ain't here for that, this was a rough year baby, I swear for that, and I'm just happy to be here, let's cheer for that, I ain't even get loose yet, just doing my two step, besides that, we ain't even get introduced yet, taking a chance, and I'm making them bands, we just having some fun, we just making them dance, what? 
I mean, and then we also got one more reggaetonita. <laughs> I don't think that's a term, but hey, man. It's this girl, Yendry. I believe she's Dominican. I'm not positive on that, but I've been seeing her all over, like, IG and shit. Other artists reposting her shit, so I checked her out, and her music's pretty good. Their newest, newest hit single's called Kiki. You know what I mean? So this is your motherfucking girl, Yendry. Conkiki. out on that shit i'm not gonna lie check that shit out geeky by yendry that's y-e-n-d-r-y the n is spelled backwards too but you know what i'm saying hey man hey man fuck out of but also in case you didn't fucking hear man your boy it's not my song but k podcast alumni kev speaks truth just dropped a new hit record called gato and I don't know, I may or may not be featured in that joint. But let me play it, you can, you can figure it out, you know what I'm saying? It's Kevin Kevin! Fuck. Fuck out it. Yeah, it's KST, check. Yeah, 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 and KPOD. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Look. yeah, come Look. on. Hey, 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 hey. Serving niggas like a subpoena. No cold world, but I'm a dreamer. Chop the flow like prosciutto. My tongue a cleaver. It's got the printers coming out of your speakers. Or use a fan. Well, it's nice to meet you. So cold. Every word that I speak is like an avalanche. Food for thought. Treat the beat just like some Zatarans. Me and all the homies rolling through in a caravan. Yippee ki yay, motherfuckers. Kevin Kev. Coming at the neck of the competition. Cuban link. Diamonds clink. I want everything. Plus the kitchen sink. Don't you blink. Pushing P a phrase, I push him to the brink. Him, I'm with the mink, ain't no secret that I be munching pink. And, and enemies just candy treats, I eat for energies. Fortune in my bed, opportunity knocking. It's a damn shame what you're not, though. Me, me, slick like a gato, KST. Catch me at the Amway, doing my damn thing while I'm kicking game. These pros just let their hands play. Coming from a city where most of the people are gritty. Some are shitty, but I bet my bottom dollar they ain't fucking with me. 
Unique mob, but I take it all in stride. Plus, I've been a badass, got power on my side. Bro, never burn the bridges, cause I'm a man of business. I love blatant disrespect and live or die with good decisions. They say that he's risen, I'm just going to the kitchen. Then it's back to the binge and pretty women to squeeze and spliffing. It's a damn shame what you're not, though. Me, me, slick like a got no fucking KP. Check that out. Gato by Kev Speaks Truth featuring your boy. And then last but not least, this isn't new music, but uh, this is also K-Podcast alumni, my boy Loose, back in the early episode. I don't remember which episode it was, but uh, he's in a band, the Trans the Transdimensionalizers. I might have... I can't remember if I played them on here before, but I just found out that they put out an album late last year called Sancocho, which I thought was fucking dope. That's like my uncle's favorite dish to cook, like, is Sancocho. So I told him about this shit, and when I heard the project, you know, me loving punk music, I thought it was super fire, so I definitely got to show them some love. So this is the Transdimensionalizers. The EP is called Sancocho, and this is the song Sancocho off of Sancocho. Okay? Sancocho de Sancocho, man. <laughs>
I'm saying? Gotta end it with a little vibe right there, man. Come on, man. Welcome to my fucking world, man. But just staying on music stuff here. Uh, what do we got for this episode? Apparently the Migos have broken up. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess Quavo and Takeoff formed a new group called like Unk and Few because they're actually uncle and nephew. They're all related in one way or another. But this is all hearsay. I mean, apparently this rumor was started or the story was started, whatever the fuck, because some nosy fucking shade room person probably noticed that Offset unfollowed the other two members of Migos. So does that necessarily mean that they're broken up? I don't think so, but there could be some other shit behind the scenes that maybe I'm not privy to, you know what I mean? But hopefully everything's good in the Migos camp, you know what I mean? Those three gentlemen can uh, figure some shit out, or, you know, maybe they just want to go their separate ways. They are, like I said, actual blood family, so I don't know. <laughs> maybe they've been around each other their whole lives. They could just be sick of each other. I don't know, but like I said, peace and love to the Migos. Hopefully they figure it out. Also, congratulations. Um, I saw Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian officially got married. I know we mentioned they had this grand engagement and stuff a little while back, but I guess they are officially married now, so much love to the newlyweds, you know what I mean? Um, I also saw that Vans and Anderson Pac, 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 Piggity Pac, you know what I mean? Pickety pack, better pick up the pack, man. <laughs> nah, I saw that Anderson Pack and Vans are doing a collab. And I that's super dope that they're doing that. I know he's I think he's into skateboarding. He's always rocking vans and shit like that, and definitely seems kind of of that vibe, you know what I mean? But I just thought it was hilarious because the collab shoes are called the Vandersons, right? <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on here, but me and my homies we have a term. Our term is Vander for like the clean cut kind of frat boy chubby shorts. You know what I mean? Like just the fucking, for lack of a better term, square. You know what I'm saying? But square is a little disrespectful. So we came up with the term Vander, like James Vanderbeek. You know what I mean? It's fucking Vanders over here. But naturally that formed into other slang terms, one of them being Vanderson. <laughs> So when I saw this new collab, it just had me cracking up. But all that being said, you know what I mean? Fucking definitely shout out to Anderson, shout out to Vans. I want to say they're the longest standing skate shoe ever. You know, they've been around since like the fucking 70s, I think. But yeah, man, get your fucking pair of Vandersons out here, you know what I mean? She, she, she. I also, I know we've talked about Drink Champs plenty. Uh, he just had a new episode with ASAP Rocky on there. And there was one part that I really liked. I'm going to try to see if I can find that clip real quick. It's where ASAP and the Drink Champs dudes are talking about what we've talked about before. The similarities between hip-hop and punk rock. Just being kind of like anti-establishment music, you know what I mean? The counterculture uh but both just kind of cut from the same cloth, and I thought their little tidbit about it was kind of dope. So I'm gonna see if I can find that real quick. Hang on. Shows they they they've been real like uh, they changed the whole about, life yeah, shows about how you like my show. Like I was just out in 
Brazil and all that, and they just stopped the show. Like, yo, some people, like, it's getting a little rowdy in the front, trampled and stuff. They just stopped the show, and I just like, all right, cool. You know, I get it. I think people are gonna take precautions. They now. stopped you from performing? Nah, I they was just, in the middle of performing. They paused the show. Right. They paused it. We, we continued after though. But I think that everybody taking pre-precautions now right. just because of what happened. More so than ever, I don't think that like even Live Nation or just any kind of venue seen this kind of like travesty or, or, or uh, lawsuits before. So, you know, I think this is new for everybody. So I think a lot of people are trying to take it easy, but we still going crazy at my shits. Right. We still going stupid. Like we part of a, that's part of our culture. Like we, yeah. we really got a, we, we rap, but we got a punk mentality to this shit. Like, right. Right. Like, really and truly, that's where that don't give a fuck shit really come from. Like, wearing the same shit you had on for, like, four days in a row type shit. Like, that's, like, you know, it might be some shit, but niggas had it on for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's punk. Right. You know, you go to a show, you get out anger, you get out energy, and, you know what I'm saying? You get socked in the face. You take that you take that on the chin. Pause. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't really take it as, like... Oh, people throwing get... things on stage at you? Like, but it, out of love. Nah, see that's different. Like I, I, like if you throw something at on stage, depending on what it is, like women throw bras and stuff. Like I'm not, I, I, that's cool. Oh you know what I'm yeah. And flowers. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, but, a, I was. No, but, but hold up, but did you know? Did you know how closely the, the history of punk and hip hop, the beginnings of hip hop, how close absolutely. Were? Like I, so punk and hip hop was both originating like '77 in New York. Right. Yeah, you know I was born. Yeah, right. I think so, so. like. Don't get me wrong, I mean, you, you, the genre might have been around in like 73, 74, but like it, it really was established, they say. Right. It was like 76, 77. Mm. So it was hip hop in the same city, New York. And it started out from struggle. It started out with people with minimal counterculture, resources. Counterculture, both yeah, of them. Yeah, counterculture. And it started out with people with minimal resources. The only mm. reason why hip hop exists, the reason people be like, yo, you know, Kanye always was sampling and shit like that, and da 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 da. But that's really where it started. We we only had like our parents' records, so you'll love the beat from this. So you'll take right. the first ten seconds from this, let it play, and you'll you'll love the synths on this one. So you'll let that play. You put them together, then you should start rapping. That's what we do now, essentially. That's where hip hop started out. Just motherfuckers doing it for fun and the park type shit. You know what I'm saying? And in the punk clubs, we had Grandmaster Kaz here, and he was talking about the fashion and the venues were shared with, with punk. Yo. Yeah, he said AC, that. DC, DC, all that. Yeah, because some of the venues, the only places they could do hip-hop events was at the punk venues. That's a fact. And they would, they would basically be interacting, and, and, the, and the clothing would be interchangeable. In the That's a fact. Yeah, some, one of my favorite punk bands is Bad Brains, man. You know, they black and like they, they was wild. They was like some funky dreadheads and shit. Like it was they shit they shit is tight. Yeah, no, nah, punk it's like that shit. Now, I heard that you originally didn't want to do So yeah, I just thought it was kinda cool, you know, kinda showing the parallels between two different genres of music. And I know a lot of hip hop heads who want nothing to do with punk and a lot of people who love punk who really want nothing to do with hip hop. I myself love both and you know, so I think it's cool that they're kind of just running parallel to each other. You know what I mean? They sound completely fucking different for the most part. Some bleed over a little bit, but... You know what I'm saying, man? Shit. Expand your mind Shit. out here, man. Shit. <laughs> so the last thing we had for music today, I believe, is the Joe Budden-Isaiah Rashad interview. 
I don't know if we even mentioned it on here, but a, a couple months ago, maybe, I don't remember exactly how long ago. It feels like it was a couple months ago, though. But a couple months ago, there was a sex tape that had leaked with Isaiah Rashad. I haven't seen it. I haven't really read much about it, but to my understanding, it's a it's a sex tape including Isaiah Rashad and it's group sex. So it's not just him and a woman or even him and a man. It's a, a group sex, you know what I mean? Three summer more, I guess. But like I said, I don't I don't know specifics. They don't really go into specifics into the interview either. But the big story or quote unquote controversy, which really shouldn't be, was the fact that I believe he was, like I said, maybe not only having sex with one person or gender, but I believe he was having sex with men in the video. I believe, like I said, don't quote me on this shit, but long story short, it came out that he essentially is not a straight, just a straight man. You know, he he said verbatim he's sexually fluid. You know, which, and I guess Joe piggybacked on that saying pansexual is another term used for like, you don't have a sexual preference, I guess. You kind of just are attracted to whatever you're attracted to, being that men, women, trans men or women, whatever. That's what it sounds like. Again, I'm not an expert on this shit. I'm just relaying what I've heard. But I did check out the interview because I wanted to see, it was like a big story because hip hop is such a male dominated testosterone you know what I mean like always talking about chicks and pussy and just very you know what I mean like testosterone driven right so when a big artist on a big label TDE comes out as being sexually fluid or not being this testosterone driven straight man who only wants to have sex with women it's like this big thing in hip-hop you know what I mean because it's so foreign to hip-hop eyes and ears I guess at least the majority of hip-hop. Some of the younger crowds probably used to this kind of stuff, but it was this big story for the longest time, and obviously it's going to affect his personal life now. You know, it's a, something that he's probably been dealing with for a little while, but now that it's out in the open and you have fans, positive and negative, kind of coming at you, um, I just wanted to see what he had to say about it in the interview, and it was definitely interesting. I recommend checking it out. Like I said, he essentially claims that he's sexually fluid, even though he, I believe he said he has three kids, and he's also in a relationship with a woman, but he made it sound like she was also open, so they just kind of like experiment, I guess. I don't really know, Um, but either way, much love and shout out to Isaiah Rashad for, you know, representing himself, being comfortable, kind of showing himself to the hip-hop community who is not very accepting at times, you know what I mean? Obviously, as long as the music is good, if you're a musician, as long as your music is good, I don't know why it would matter what you do behind closed doors in the bedroom, you know what I'm saying? People love Elton John, you know, like, I don't know, and fucking Lil Nas X, and you know what I mean? Like, do you, man? As long as the music's good, if you are if you claim to be a musician, you're making music, as long as your music is, is up to par and is, you know, unique and of you and all that, then I support it, man, so... You know what I'm saying? Shouts to Isaiah. Shouts to Joe for giving him that platform to kind of just be vulnerable and speak his truth. You know what I'm saying? But I just thought it was interesting, man. 
I'm honestly, I'm a big fan of TDE, and I have this discussion in my hip-hop group chat, shouts to Pat Brad, but I've never really, really, really delved into Isaiah Rashad's music. The songs that I've heard, I always like. I just, I don't know, man. I'm so caught up in other shit, other music, other artists, genres, whatever. I just have a tough time keeping up with everything and everybody. But like I said, shouts to them, man. The future is now, man. You can't stop it, man. She, she, she. And last but not least on entertainment stuff before we get to a little more serious topics, man. Well, this is serious too, but you know what I mean. Um, we got some rest in peace, some RIPs to shoot out. First and foremost, fucking Ray Liotta. Legendary actor. Um... Wrapped up in a lot of the mob stuff, mob movies, you know what I mean? Let me clarify, but just a great actor all around. That's definitely not all he did. That's just kind of what he was known for. Got typecast into that, the mob, one of the mob roles. And since he was an older guy, I think he died at like 67. Lately, he's been playing, I think he just played the father in, what was it called? Um... The Sopranos movie, the All Saints of Newark or whatever that came out like last year. He was the dad in that, but most people know him as fucking Henry from Goodfellas, man. But rest in peace to Ray Liotta. And then secondly, rest in peace to Dave Smith. Um, If you're not into music, and even if you are, you may not know who Dave Smith is. So Dave Smith um, was often referred to as the father of MIDI. And is actually a synthesizer engineer. Sequential, the synthesizer company Smith founded, announced the news of his death on social media Wednesday. They said, We are heartbroken, but take some small solace in knowing that he was on the road doing what he loved best in the company of family, friends, and artists. Smith had begun developing what would become known as Musical Instrument Digital Interface, a.k.a. MIDI by the early 80s. This allowed musicians and producers to be able to connect instruments from different manufacturers, marking an extraordinarily influential invention that's still used frequently today. So yeah, definitely rest in peace to Dave Smith. I mean, these sounds that you guys hear, man, all all this stuff, this this is all MIDI. So I and all of us who do this audio stuff owe all of that to Dave Smith. So rest in peace to the fucking legend, man. Died at 72. Uh, Yeah, man. We appreciate your contribution, not only to music, but to technology, to creativity, to thinking outside the box, you know what I mean? Just fucking ingenuity, man. Great guy. Rest in peace. And I guess since we're in a melancholy mood now, more or less, uh, these last topics, you know, like I, like I do most times, try to save the depressing stuff for the end just so it doesn't fuck up the mood for the episode. But we got to cover this stuff because this is what's going on in the world, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Especially in America, like for us, our fucking motto is the, was it the, the land of the free and home of the brave or whatever, but a lot of this shit does not really echo that sentiment, so it's kind of fucking weird, man. It's just a weird time. Um, first things first, I'm sure you guys have seen by now, 
that they're trying to ban abortion. Essentially, there's been the whole pro-life, uh, pro-choice argument for, I mean, as long as I can remember. But they're trying to get rid of that. At least some states, I think, they're trying to make it so that women no longer even have the option to get ab- to get safe legal abortions. Because women are going to do, you know, if you, shit happens, you may not be fully on board with the final outcome. So, I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do at this point by the justice system outlawing abortions. You're essentially just getting rid of safe, you know, sanitary abortions. But so the article says a leaked draft opinion by the Supreme Court indicates that it is prepared to return the landmark ruling in Roe v. Wade that established the right to an abortion in the United States, leaving it to states that determine the procedure's legality. In the aftermath of a Roe reversal, about half of states would be likely to ban abortion or limit it heavily. Thirteen states have so-called trigger laws, which were passed in the years since the Roe decision in 1973, and explicitly note they would outlaw abortion within their borders if Supreme Court allowed it. In a few states, Kentucky, Louisiana, Oklahoma, South Dakota, the bans would take effect immediately, and in others like Idaho, the ban would go into effect 30 days after the Supreme Court struck down Roe. Other states may require certification from the state attorney general or a legislative council for the ban to become law, a process that could take weeks. All of these states make exceptions to the ban if the life or health of the woman is in danger but many do not make exceptions for pregnancies that are the result of rape or incest. Five states have decades-old abortion laws on the books that were invalidated by the Roe decision that could be brought to life again, though enforcement in each state remains unclear. The Democratic governors of Michigan and Wisconsin have publicly stated their support for abortion rights and have vetoed anti-abortion bills. In April, Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan went so far as to file a lawsuit asking the state Supreme Court to immediately resolve whether Michigan's constitution protects the rights to abortion. In West Virginia, the pre-Roe ban on abortion would be likely to take effect, but in Arizona, the governor, Doug Ducey, has said that a recent ban on abortion after 15 weeks would take precedence. And Alabama would probably seek to enforce a total ban on abortion passed in 2019 instead. North Carolina had a pre-Roe ban that was modified in the late 1960s, and legal experts in the state said that a 20-week ban passed in 2015 but currently unenforceable would take precedence. So the 14 states that could ban abortions occurring even before fetal viability, Florida being one of them, shocker, 
Florida, Georgia, Alabama, both Carolinas, West Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, Arizona, and Montana. So yeah, I mean, I just thought that was insane. I mean, you know, conspiracy brain coming out. It seems like there's so many things that they're doing to control the population. So this kind of seems to contradict that, you know, like sometimes we as humans want to control our own reproduction because like they said things happen that you don't plan to happen whether that's rape or they even mentioned incest which is fucking ridiculous and disgusting but you know shit happens like i said so the fact that they're trying to regulate what we can do to i mean i say we i'm not a woman who can get pregnant and give birth but we as people can do to our bodies more specifically women um it's just, it seems wrong, you know, like, <laughs> it seems fucking wrong to tell anyone what they can do with their own personal body, um, I mean, not to get too graphic, but they allow people to do all sorts of other shit, augment the way they look via, you know, surgery, plastic surgery, fucking Botox and all sorts of random shit, so they allow people to change the way they look even change their genders, they allow people to kill themselves, end their life, and just stop their biological body from continuing on in life, but they won't allow a woman to decide whether or not she wants to use her body to grow this new life, whether that's by choice or by, you know, something else. It's just, it seems odd to me. It seems like a fucking ridiculous thing for the supreme court to be worrying about in a time like this too with all this other crazy shit going on um and speaking of that i want i found this clip i was actually sent this clip about a new supreme court ruling that does not seem to be leaning towards justice let me see if i can find this clip real quick all right so here's the clip Breaking news, the U.S. Supreme Court has just issued one of the most horrific and dystopian rulings in history. The Supreme Court has ruled to gut a lifeline for prisoners who were wrongfully convicted. Even when new evidence shows that they were innocent of the crime they were convicted of. Ruling 6-3, the right-wing Supreme Court said that new evidence that was previously not admitted due to ineffective legal counsel cannot be used to exonerate anyone. This means that even if a prisoner or an inmate can prove that they were completely innocent and had no fault for their conviction, tough luck. And the theory used to uphold this barbaric ruling is the same theory used to uphold slavery, states' rights. Per Justice Thomas, states apparently have a right to execute people even when they are innocent. Since 1972, over 1,500 Americans have been executed and 187 of them were later exonerated. Disproportionately black and brown, 11% of all people America has executed were innocent the whole time. This is your pro-life Supreme Court. Yeah, and he throws a little jab at the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems so fucking ridiculous with everything going on right now that they're worried about the shit that they're worried about, you know what I mean? They're trying to fucking essentially kill off wrongfully convicted felons, or not even felons because apparently they didn't do the actual crime that they're being charged for, but trying to kill innocent people. They're trying to force women to fucking essentially grow babies like a fucking farm or agriculture operation. 
it's fucking nuts, man. And then on top of that, as you guys know, there's mass shootings going on every other fucking day. Just recently, you know, we had the Buffalo shooting. A kid drove multiple states to go commit a hate crime in Buffalo, New York. Killed a bunch of innocent black people in the supermarket for no fucking reason. Then a few weeks later, a kid goes into a fucking elementary school and starts shooting everybody up down in Texas. I saw there was another one, I think, in like North Carolina. I mean, there was... There's been so many recently that I can't even keep up with each one. You know, each one is not necessarily worse than the last, but like every time that this happens, it just keeps compiling on top of each other. And it's fucking, I mean, it's horrifying. It's, I don't even have the words for it, man. I mean, literally since our last episode, which was... I think maybe a month ago, we've had five to ten plus mass shootings in this fucking country, dude. Like, what is happening? There's Buffalo, Uvalde, I think I saw in Tulsa they had one too. Apparently a former WNBA team physician, Dr. Preston Phillips, was the main target for some fucking reason. One of the very few black orthopedic surgeons in the country. So whether or not these are all race-related, you know, hate crime-related, I really don't know. Um, I saw there was another one in Tennessee. And then there was also one in fucking Philly. Last night, actually, or two nights ago. So, I mean, it's just, it's spreading like wildfire, man. And I just don't even know what to think anymore, you know? Like, I, there's only so much I can say offer condolences and prayers and positivity and things like that but i mean this is fucking ridiculous i'm sure you guys have seen the um steve kerr bit let me pull this up real quick hang on one second so this is steve kerr the head coach of the golden state warriors who i guess he also lost his father to gun violence so i'm sure this hits a lot closer to home with him than maybe other folks who haven't had personal experiences with this kind of thing. But this is his post-game speech, and it kind of says it all, man. Like, it's it's fucking ridiculous, man. But this is it right here. It's a Steve Kerr. Shout out to Steve Kerr, man. Absolutely. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HR8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. 
And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. I mean, you can feel the emotion, man. And he's not fucking wrong. You know, he storms off and says, you know, we're going to play our game, but like, we can't just let this become a regular thing in our daily or weekly schedule. Oh, another shooting, like... Prayers and condolences, moment of silence, move on to basketball or fucking get money or whatever, you know, your pastime is or even just spending time with your family. Like it's you can't take that shit for granted either because it seems like in today's climate, this shit could pop off any day, anywhere, anytime. It's that's what's so fucking scary about it, man. You know, like I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Shouts to Steve Kerr, though. And then on top of that, I saw a video of no one... (laughs) No one else but fucking Donald Trump could make my jaw drop so much, I guess, is the best way I can put it. Just the way... If fucking someone like Trump is talking this way about guns, then you know something's wrong. Um, essentially he's touching on how, I guess by law, kids, you gotta wait till you're 21 in order to buy a handgun or a pistol or just like a regular gun, but for whatever reason, all these fucking ARs and AK-47s, all these war weapons, you are legally allowed to buy at 18, which makes zero sense to me. Let me see if I can find this little clip that I, I had seen the other day. We have to act. We can't wait and play games and nothing gets done. And President Trump stunned lawmakers on both sides of the aisle Wednesday with his overarching demands for gun control. Like take the firearms first and then go to court. After Vice President Mike Pence suggested court procedures for removing guns from dangerous people, Trump caught him and many in the room off guard by seeming to dismiss due process. I like taking the guns early. So you could do exactly what you're saying, but take the guns first, go through due process second. 
President Trump also reiterated his support for raising the age limit to purchase some weapons. It doesn't make sense that I have to wait till I'm 21 to get a handgun, but I can get this weapon at 18. I don't know. So I was just curious as to what you did in your bill. We, you don't we didn't. We didn't address it as president. Look, I think you know we, why? Because you're afraid of the NRA, right? <laughs> My reservation about it, frankly, is that the vast majority of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds in Pennsylvania who have uh, a rifle or a shotgun, they're not a threat to anyone. Typically an ally of the NRA, Mr. Trump said he's willing to act without the group's support. I think you underestimate the power of the gun lobby. They have great power over you people. They have less power over me. Yeah, and just reiterating, I'm definitely not supporting Trump or, you know, jumping on the Trump bandwagon, but I thought it was interesting that someone such as himself would speak out against this stuff, and the sole fact that he is kind of solidifies how much of a fucking problem this is. I mean, if you don't see this as an issue, then you're either ignoring it or you're fucking blind. Now, I was starting to think this was only... An American thing, something that happened in the United States just because it's so fucking prevalent here. But lo and behold, literally as I'm recording this, I see just yesterday at least 50 people were reportedly killed during a Sunday mass at church. Another heartbreaking and senseless shooting has happened in Nigeria where several gunmen attacked a Catholic church in southwest Nigeria during mass on Sunday, killing at least 50 people, including women and children. Like, what the... I cannot fucking even wrap my head around this shit, man. What the fuck is going on, man? Complete lack of logic. I just don't understand. Complete lack of compassion for human life. And... I don't even know, man. Like, I don't even know. I really don't. I've never been a gun guy. I've never owned a gun. I've only shot in a gun a handful of times, and it's never it's only been a Glock 9 pistol. Um, I've definitely never been one of these shotgun AR kind of dudes, especially, I mean, being here down south, I see that shit a lot. You know what I mean? Especially up in North Florida, but it's just fucking... Uh, I don't even know, man. It's beyond sad. You know what I mean? Um, rest in peace to all the lives that were lost, all the families involved, communities involved. Um, yeah, man. I, I really don't have words, you know? But I think with that, we're going to go half. We're going to have to play. We haven't played it in a minute, man, but I think we're going to have to play the fucking happy song because. That shit definitely killed my spirit a little bit, knocked the wind out of me, you know what I'm saying? So, we're going to go ahead and pass it over to my man, Gordon Goodwin. Man. One, two, T-O-P, hit!
Oh, man. Shouts out to my man Gordon. Always holding me down, bringing the spirit back. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 74 of the K Podcast, man. Appreciate you guys being here as always. Um, if you could do me a favor, you know, follow the show, Real K Podcast, The Real K Podcast on IG and Twitter. And as always, hit the motherfucking email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. You know, contribute thoughts, questions, stories. You want some, you know, I don't know. You want me to, you know, talk about your fucking birthday party or some shit? <laughs> we do it all over here, man. Just fucking holla at me. And we're going to see you guys next time at the three-quarter century 75th episode. But, you know, till then, sit tight. You know what I mean, don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> But yeah, man, you know the vibe. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned. She, she, you know she. what I mean? Till next time, man. Hasta luego. Much love. Masia. Peace. Think about you. You know what I do.